Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. No. We welcome to the bunker a very longtime friend of ours, Al Murray, the assistant general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your Lightning won last night, Al. How about that? Hockey is the toughest sport for the top team to win the championship. Because we really have had high expectations for about five years now. We've been to uh, one Stanley Cup final. We've been to two other uh, Eastern Conference finals. And I think that's the expectation of everybody in the organization. And uh, anything less than Stanley Cup will be disappointing for us this year. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> How about that? Way to go, boys. Al Murray saying anything less of a Stanley Cup for the Lightning. <clears throat> anything less would be uncivilized. And they did it last night. Back-to-back winners. Hiya now. Welcome to the RP Show on this Thursday Canada's daytime sports talk show is on the air. Hello to all of Canada and our friends south of the border, Canadian sports fans around the world. It is episode number 521 and another day without the moose. No moose in here today, but we're going to bring him in virtually. You want to bring him in now, guys? Do you mind? We got the moose. He's, oh, he hasn't called in yet. What the hell? What's wrong with him? He is at the golf course again, although they, they tell me that it's been delayed. It's raining out there in Swifty. And so they're delayed. He's caddying in a tournament, and Moose is going to be joining us here for the warm-up for Ecole Electric in mere moments. But I can handle it. Coming up on the program today, I'm still sweating. My earpiece is falling out of my ear. Um, Coming up on the program today, Everett Fitzhugh. He is the radio voice of the NHL Seattle Kraken. We'll be talking some hockey with him. Sportsnet Sir Rashmadan, he's got some thoughts on the CFL-XFL breakup yesterday. And uh, a special guest coming up in hour two, which we will wait until hour two to divulge. But as we bring in the moose in a moment, let's get to the quick six show topics, please. If you don't mind. Listen, all anybody wants to talk about is Kucherov and the postgame news conference. But hang on. Last night, the Tampa Bay Lightning, as I mentioned off the top of the show, won the Stanley Cup. Their second consecutive. They beat the Montreal Canadiens 1-0 at Amelie Arena. And I, I was a little surprised because my phone was going off all night from my buds saying this is a boring game. It sucks. All the playoffs sucked. It's boring. And I'm like, what, what are you guys talking about? This is 0-0 and it beats any soccer game that I could watch at 0-0, which nobody really argued with that. Um, I was not finding it boring at all. Like, 5-1, Tampa's boring. Not 0-0, 1-0. Any shot could tie it, you know. To me, hockey is like pizza. 
it's all good. Some's just better than the others. How about you know that? what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Write it down. Hockey's like pizza. It's all good. Some's just better than the others. So kudos to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're worthy champions, obviously. And I've been talking to a lot of Hab fans today that are very upset. And the <clears throat> fans saying Montreal could have won the game, uh, this, this series, and they could have. The backbreaker was game two. The goal allowed in the final minute of the second period by Montreal. Just It's like Marc-Andre Fleury's gaffe blew the series for Vegas. Truth hurts. Um, the late golden period two of game two killed Montreal. It is what it is. And before we get to Kucherov, let's bring in the Moose now. And uh, I, I enjoyed your tweets last night, Moose, as the game went along because you were saying, basically, what'd you say? They don't need shots. It's okay. Just keep going. And then you're like, well, they're going to need shots. They're going <laughs> like to need at least a goal, right? They're going to need at least a goal. I mean... Tampa Bay had had control of that game last night. Zero zero one nothing or not, they they were in charge. Yeah, they were. I mean, Montreal had a few chances, and when they did, Vasilevsky was there. But you know, this was this was Tampa. Tampa won. You know, was was the better team. The better team won. They were deeper throughout the lineup. I mean, what a run for for the Habs, and and it was so much fun to watch. I talked about, you know, I said it was tremendous hockey, and and there was a lot of people saying it's boring. There's no scoring, and and that's not really what I mean. I mean. You know, this whole playoffs, you never knew what was going to happen. No lead was safe. You know, you looked at the final minute of games, whether it was Marc-Andre Fleury, what was the Canadians coming back, scoring late, you know, winning games in overtime. There was so much uncertainty, and that's what makes hockey fun. So it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, Tampa was in control of this game from start to finish last night. They're the best team in the NHL. They got the cup to prove it back-to-back. Monty, by the way, is watching in Saskatoon. He says, get over it, please. Hockey is over. Hey, 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 Monty, we do the talking. You do the watching. If you don't want to talk hockey, turn it off and go outside. Point two. I got three points on on the Tampa win. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. Turns out she's Nostradamus. <laughs> You're loving that, eh? She called it. I know. Let's go to Montreal and lose and then come home and win game five so we can celebrate at home. And now nobody's snickering anymore. She nailed it. I'm going to move on to point three. Yeah. So Nikita Kucherov, everybody's talking about Kucherov last night. After the game, did you see it, folks? The Russian for Tampa Bay. Uh, tarp off. Beer. <laughs> Beer at the podium, and he starts ripping Montreal fans for thinking that they won the Stanley Cup just because they won game four. And what do you say? Did you see the clip, Darren? You obviously saw the clip. He was like, are you oh, kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? I would just Did like to let fans? I would just like to let the record show who was the first to say Montreal Canadiens fans are annoying. <laughs> this guy. So, and they know it. They know that they are. They don't care. What did I say to you, Darren, in Montreal? These people love their team in Montreal more than the football fans of Saskatchewan, and that's the truth. Don't at me. They're a little annoying. I think they know that they're annoying, but Kucherov clearly doesn't care that he's ticked off a lot of people. They go up and down more than any other fan base I've ever seen. Right after a loss, even in the Stanley Cup, uh, Habs fans were saying we can't bring Ducharme back. He was the bad luck charm. Keep Richardson as the coach. Uh, all these changes that need to be made. And then when they win, he's the best coach. And Bergevin should have been GM of the year. But they love their team. There's no doubt about it that they love their team as much or more than any other fan base 
Um, but yeah, wild. And for Kucherov to come out and say that is like, did you see the fans in Montreal? They thought they won the Stanley Cup when they won last game. So it was pretty wild. And for him to say that after win, but yeah, you know, sleeveless or shirtless with the beer. He looked like Jeff Shatler at the podium after the rush won the uh, NLL championship. Uh, it was great. I think by and large, people are more so laughing at what Kucherov said about Montreal fans. Nobody's overly mad. I don't even think Montreal fans are necessarily mad. I think we all find it refreshing. Wonder Baracko here, Rocco, our technical producer, said it's nice and refreshing to not have suited and booted post-game interviews, right? So he was honest. I agree. Um, yeah, so... Montreal fans make no apologies, but let's just remember there's a distinct separation between the fan base and the team, okay? Well, I said Canadians fans can be uh, annoying. I'm not saying the Montreal Canadiens are annoying. It's just they immediately think that they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and they almost did. They made it to the final. So, so kudos to them. Um, point four, NBA Finals uh, Game 2 goes tonight. By the way, it's the Suns home to the Milwaukee Bucks, 7 p.m. tip-off mountain. Uh, point five, there are two games in the CEBL tonight. Got to point this out. The Saskatchewan Rattlers home to the Edmonton Stingers. And the Niagara River Lions are at the Fraser Valley Bandits. That's the Canadian Elite Basketball League. You can watch, you can watch the games on CBC Gem or Twitch and live Saturday afternoons on the CBC Main Network. And then point six, CFL, XFL, leftovers, moose, and any topics that you may want to talk about off of that or the CFL. Um, it went away pretty fast after the CFL made that announcement yesterday. Wouldn't you say that they're no longer talking to the XFL? There's been a little bit of fighting back and forth. But it happened just before we went to air yesterday. So we didn't have a ton of time to digest what this means. I still think that it doesn't make the CFL look overly good. Um, people really like your analysis, analysis of this where you said it doesn't necessarily mean they won't revisit it later. I guess I'd be a little disappointed if they did. Do you think they're going to revisit this next winter? You're hearing that a lot from media types across this country that th th this isn't dead. What do you think? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's dead. I think it would be silly if they didn't revisit it. I think, you know, we want the CFL to change, right? Or not necessarily to change, but to grow and find better business practices, right? So if they're not exploring it, then what are they doing? So I think of something I read a long time ago, and I think it was Warren Buffett's investing philosophy. He would invest his, his money in eight to 10 different things with the hope that one will go big and pay for all of them. You're not going to make it on all of them. So when you think about all the media types and, and the commentary on social media saying, well, if this didn't happen, big waste of time. They should have been spending this time at home working on the business model. Well, having these conversations was them exploring a possibility. They need to explore six, seven, eight possibilities, and one will be good enough that it'll save the league and make up for all the time spent on the other. So any time that they spend exploring something that's going to make the league better, I'm here for that. I've got time for that. So if this was something they thought might have made the league better, and they explored it, great. If it didn't work out, perfect. They didn't see it as a, a solution to move forward. So now what's next? So it can only be positive that they're looking at different ways to grow the league. I think the thing that annoyed me out of it all was the people that were writing me after the fact and last night going, na 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 you said it's going to happen. And I'm like, how can I predict what the CFL is going to do when they don't even know what they're going to do? How could I sit here... I'm hearing from all kinds of people about where this was going. They can't get their ducks in a row. They don't know what they want other than to shelve XFL well, talk and concentrate on this season. Yeah, go ahead. 
pretty easy for us to sit here and think why the XFL would be great. You know, they can bring the money, the marketing, that power, the brand, but the CFL can bring the game. And that's what we always talked about, this tradition and don't change the game. And, you know, we can bring this to the forefront. That might not have been on the table, right? We don't know what was going on in the boardrooms and they haven't leaked any of that info. So we don't know what was being discussed. If it was as easy as that, we'd have a deal done. But clearly it's not that easy. Uh, Let's sprinkle in a few viewer comments here from Brady, who's texted the show and written it on Facebook. He says, hello, Darren and Rod. I'm watching the show while on the Saskatoon City bus on my way to work for 11 o'clock. Beep, beep. Congrats on the new job, Brady. We're very proud of you. Uh, From K-Dog, looking forward to Arash's appearance from what Farhan said. The talks did wake up the CFL to the opportunities it has, which can only be a good thing. Um, and that's the whole thing about reporting about what's going on. I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready for the games. Training camp starting. Let's go. By the way, speaking of all of that, Coach Mike Davis, my good guy, Mike Davis. You know Mike, the former Hokie? Yep. He was the Argos D-line coach. He was the D-line coach in Saskatchewan, worked in personnel, and also coached the Nebraska Danger to four consecutive Arena Football League appearances. He and won a couple. He tweeted here this morning after six great years in the CFL with the Rough Riders and Argos. I am stepping aside to pursue other career opportunities. I want to thank Chris Jones for giving me my first opportunity in the CFL and pinball, Dinwiddie and Murph for bringing me to Toronto. Mike Davis, moving on. News forthcoming. Film at 11. We know where it is, but that's not our story to tell. The warm-up's brought to you by Ecold Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecold Electric, let's get to work. Ready for some text, Moose? I'm in. From the Metal Shingle Guy, Metal Shingle Guy writing on the Prairie Mobile text line, he says, well, I'm happy hockey is finished. Bring on football. No merger is disappointing. The thought of an 18-team league was too good to be true, I guess. Hope the CFL gets the support it needs to survive. Well, if you do it right, hockey season's never really over. You see, I got my Saints uh, shirt on today from the Alberta Junior Hockey League. I used to tape hockey games in the winter, Moose, on my VCR when I was a kid to watch in the summertime. Now I PVR them. Deb in Toronto. Yeah. (laughs) Deb in Toronto writes in. She said, I was with you, Rod. Thought Montreal had a better chance, but hey, there's a reason for everything. Just sometimes don't know why. Time to turn the page. Argos and Jays. There's a good Toronto gal. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Uh, from, from B in Lloyd Minster. The Kucherov presser. What a stud. How about that? How about that? <laughs> B in Lloyd Minster watching on uh, Game Plus television. Let's do another from Brady. Hey, Rod, it was a fun and enjoyable run. Nothing but pride today. They fought and battled to the very end and gave us Habs fans memories with our families to cherish for a lifetime. It's just the beginning for the Habs team. It really is, by the way. I mean, I saw Noodles McLennan saying that there's a lot of runway left for Andre Vasilevsky. He's only 26. There's still runway left for Carey Price. And didn't it get you in the fields last night watching him with his helmet up after they lost? And he didn't leave the ice, of course. Classy guy. Um, the poll question today is, can the Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat? Can slash will the Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat as NHL champions? And uh, last I looked, 70% plus on Twitter were saying, no, they can't. 
And it's the same on Facebook. No, they can't or won't. I guess, Moose, uh, to that. Let, forget about the lightning for a minute. If we can just get, sorry, guys, get uh, Moose on for a quick minute. Where does Montreal go from here? They're pretty young-ish. They're great. I mean, I'm talking about Suzuki, Caulfield, Licorice Legs, Coke and Yemi. Remember that? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> how could we forget? I think Montreal's, they're going to be good from here. They're not a flash in the pan, do you think? They're going to be okay. But let's not forget where they finished in the regular season. Let's also, I mean, I was reading an article on The Athletic, and it was highlighting, you know, teams that reach the cup final and lose and the rarity that they get back there or are even competitive the following year. It's tough. Like, we're talking about teams that reach the cup final and you lose. It's tough to make the playoffs the following year. So, you know, you go on this magical run, and we talk about it all the time in hockey, climbing your mountain. What's your mountain, right? And for the Canadians, clearly they were, you know, still climbing that mountain but just couldn't get there. Was this it, right? You empty your tank, and, you know, it's tough to keep that same focus and everything coming back the following year. Clearly Tampa was able to do it. It's going to be tough, but, hey, there's a lot of good young pieces, you know, but they had the right mix, right, with Corey Perry and Shea Weber and that veteran group, Carey Price in goal. If, 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 the, if the mix is still there, they've got a really good opportunity. But, you know, the future is definitely bright with the young stars in Montreal. There's no doubt about it. Moose, really appreciate you checking in. You're looking young. Enjoy. Uh, is this your last day in the Frontier City? It is. As long as the thunder showers don't get us, we'll be, we'll be home tonight. Be safe and say uh, hey to all my friends in Swifty for me, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Darren uh, Moose DuPont, the CEO of this entire outfit here. Just a couple of comments before we break. Uh, Jonathan Kinder is watching in Kansas City. He says, I have to wonder if the CFL will expand into America again. There are plenty of big cities near Canada that could host teams. I know the last time they expanded too far south. Who knows? I think most people are thinking they want the CFL to stay the way that it is. You wouldn't want change, of course, nor growth. Um, From Jeff Kozak, he says, anything on the United States Football League? Absolutely nothing since they announced that they're coming back. And Tacona Powell, he's watching on YouTube in Winnipeg, and he's been on this for two solid days. He's like, Rod, do you think Saskatchewan can support two CFL teams with one in Saskatoon? I'm for CFL expansion. No. And you're from Winnipeg. Don't worry about it. They don't want another team in Saskatoon, from what I understand. They would like a National Hockey League team to play in their 15,000-seat facility. They would rather support the Saskatchewan Rough Riders than have a CFL team in their own backyard. Unless something's changed, that's always been my feeling on that. And I used to live there. We're going to go to Seattle next. Hang around, everybody. We'll continue the NHL talk. More of your uh, CFL, XFL questions. This has been the warm-up for E-Cold Electric, and you're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is, and what a great day this Thursday, July 8th. 
Canada's uh, daytime sports talk show continues. I just opened up my Yahoo account. Yeah, I still have one. I'm one of those guys. Top item. Lightning star is now the most hated man in Montreal. <laughs> With a photo of Nikita Kucherov shirtless, chugging a beer at the post-game news conference last night when he ripped the Habs fans last night. Uh, we'll get to the comments from the viewers here regarding the CFL-XFL news. There's a lot on that. And there is breaking news today from, and I appreciate Nelson Hakowicz pointing our attention to this. The National Lacrosse League has signed a TV deal with TSN, a live game of the week, and a streaming deal for games via TSN Direct. What a great day for pro lacrosse in Canada. Thank you, Nelson. And all those that alerted us to that. I think you know, we watched the NLL on TSN and the, what was it, guys? Well, you weren't even born yet, Clark. The early 90s, that's where it came on my radar. That's where I fell in love with the NLL. And they're going back to TSN. Outstanding. Let's go to Seattle now. The, uh, the Emerald City, the radio voice of the expansion Kraken is Everett Fitzhugh, and he joins us today from there. How you doing, Everett? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you today? Good, buddy. Thanks for sitting through the break. I appreciate you coming on with us again. Yeah. Can we jump into the funnest topic of the day? It's not about the game. It's not about the game Okay. to channel my uh, inner AI here. It's about Nikita Kucherov ripping the Montreal fans. Clearly, you've seen the, the clip. What did you think about that? You know, as a former PR guy myself, you know, th- those are one of those raw emotional moments that it's it's really it's really easy to get fired up um you know while i understand the emotion you'd like to see if maybe he could have uh just just kept the barbs a little bit low uh and and not fired a couple of shots across the bow uh you know montreal played a very very tough series very very hard series depending on who you talk to um throughout the world of hockey montreal shouldn't have even been in the playoffs let alone uh the stanley cup final so for them to do what they did i think is nothing short of amazing um you know you've got your your team and and your country uh you know potentially can win a cup for the first time since 93 so i I give your fans something to be excited about you know I, i I understand the circumstances, and I understand that he was fired up and happy. But you know, I, I think you don't want to to go down that route of of, of an, uh, antagonizing fans and things like that. Because hey, if, if if we truly are back to a normal schedule next year, a normal divisional lineup next year, you know, Nikita Kucherov is probably uh, Montreal and, and Quebec's most wanted right now. <laughs> Uh, whenever they come back up to the Bell Center. Uh, who was it that wrote in here? It says uh, Kucherov. Here it is from Patrolman Pete watching in Winnipeg. He says Kucherov has replaced Mark Shifley as public enemy number one in Montreal. Well, somebody had oh. to do it. Goes back uh, three, <laughs> three rounds on that one. But people want to talk about the, and I'll get to your soccer questions, by the way, folks. Yes, my Danish team lost yesterday in that semifinal in Euro 2020. Good. Now I don't have to follow it anymore. But <laughs> That was a good Everett, game, though. That was a really good game, though. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> if it's going to be low scoring, I'd rather, wa- I'd rather watch hockey. But um, they all want to ask Kraken questions. And from producer Clark, yeah, yeah he, producer Clark was saying nine days away from the expansion draft. So what's the mood around the Kraken as you are very close to actually having players Finally, 
Yeah, it, it's it is it is a very exciting time for us right now for our organization, for our partners, and I think more importantly for our fans. You know, th- this is really an event for our fans, for our community in the great city of Seattle and surrounding areas, and 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 I, I love to 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 give them a, a a stick tap whenever I can for for putting a lot of faith, a lot of time, a lot of money uh, uh, through a pandemic into a team that up until a year ago, had no name. We, we were a vision of a long time coming of bringing the NHL back here to Seattle and, and for our fans to stick by us. And, and when the name announced for um, merchandise to fly off the shelves, even before that, when you sell 10,000 uh, season ticket deposits in 12 minutes, I mean, that is a support like uh, no other. So for us to be able to host an event and we're finalizing those plans right now and we're looking forward to announcing that here uh, in the coming days of, of the who, what, when, where of this event, it's going to be massive. It's going to be an event for our city, for our town to be proud of, for the NHL to be proud of. Um, and, and, and I'm excited for it because it makes it real. It makes it real um, to be able to say that, hey, we're going to have players. We're going to be able to, to raid the cupboards of, 30 of the 31 other NHL teams is is going to be a lot of fun. I know Ron Francis and Dave Hackstall and and his staff, all of our hockey ops staff. I know they are crazy busy right now. Our VP of marketing and communication, she's busy right now. So uh, a lot's going into it. A lot of controlled chaos, but it's going to be a lot of fun coming up here in nine days. Arlen Bruce the third. He is a. Uh... Canadian Football League, soon-to-be Hall of Famer. He says, bro, Everett Fitzhugh is changing the game, especially as an urban (laughs) analyst. Congratulations, fam. Also, I have a singer for you for the National Anthem. DM me. Are you in charge of National Anthem singers at uh, Seattle Kraken Games? I am not, but you know what? I've actually gotten a couple of requests from some friends and some friends of friends and some people um, to sing the national anthem. So you know what? I I don't know what our game ops presentation uh, crew has in mind, (laughs) but I'm sure they could. uh, They wouldn't turn down some uh, suggestions. Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York, and he says, "Is the Kraken looking forward to stealing our favorite players? Their words, not mine." I'm sorry, is there a oh, story yeah. there? Yeah, what's what's the deal? Did the Kraken step in it by saying something? What What's the story there? No, we, we didn't step in it. So I, I have to give a shout-out to uh, Savannah Hollis and Zach Peggins, who are our phenomenal social media team. Uh, they come up with a lot of great memes, a lot of great posts, and uh, there was one post that, that went viral, oh, maybe about a year, not even a year ago, maybe about seven, eight months ago. That was basically the meme of the guy off into the corner having a party and he's just saying to himself these guys have no idea that we're plotting to steal their favorite player right now so that's something that we make no bones about we're coming for your favorite player nhl your favorite player (laughs) Uh, actually you're not because my vegas golden knights are exempt from the expansion draft so uh i'm a long-suffering vegas golden knights fan by we've never won the cup as i remind yeah, Long, I, man. You listen. It, it's been a long time. If, if anyone deserves a Stanley Cup, it is. It's Vegas suffering. Vegas gold. Vegas Golden Knights fan. Vegans, I like it. <laughs> that might be the. That's what you should call them. Get that rivalry going uh, on YouTube. 
Sergeant Pickles, 13, writes in and says, hello from Seattle. What's up, Fitz? You know Sergeant Pickles? Yeah, he's been very active uh, on social media ever since I got the job. He's he's been a really cool, uh, really fun supporter. He likes everything that we do. He's always supporting uh, the the Kraken and my journey. And I've never met him personally. I don't think I have at least. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, Sergeant Pickles is definitely someone who uh, is is been a, a huge follow of follower of ours uh, and and mine for for quite a while. It is pretty cool. I love the colors. I love all of it. I didn't get the Kraken thing initially, but I, now I'm all on board. And actually, you've brought up rivalries and the um, yeah, you know, the divisional alignment and stuff. You're hearing what's coming out of Vancouver, right? Like Canucks fans are, if the Kraken win a cut before us, I'm never cheering for the Canucks again. <laughs> They're already talking <laughs> about it. Are you hearing that stuff, Everett? Because I am out of Vancouver. You know, I was getting ready to say, I don't think that talk has made it south of the border yet, but I think for us, we're looking forward to that rivalry. We're looking forward to to having that natural, geographically close rivalry there. And, you know, every team in Seattle, we always talk about this. If you're the Mariners, your closest team in terms of proximity is a team that's not even in your own league in Colorado. If you're the Seattle Seahawks, your closest team is down the coast um, in San Francisco. So, you know, to be able to have a a team two and a half, three hours up the road um, is going to be a lot of fun for us. We know that those Vancouver Canuck fans are strong. We actually are hoping that we can turn some of those uh, northern Washington Canuck fans into Kraken fans. But we're looking forward to that rivalry. I think, uh, yeah, in a perfect world, we do win the Stanley Cup next year in the first few years before Vancouver does but I will say you know I I have a feeling that because of all the talent that Vancouver has I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the journey to a Stanley Cup probably in the not too distant future for Seattle is going to have to go through Vancouver hey Everett I could chop this up with you all day I really could and maybe we'll bring you back you know but I got one question for you and I can't remember who one more and I can't remember who asked it but they said what type of team is Ron Francis hoping to build has your GM said that what style of play they want to play or what he'll be going after in the expansion draft you know Ron Francis he's very close to the vest he's a very secret private guy keeps things really close to the chest and you know we didn't even find out a lot of folks in the organization didn't find out that Dave Haxtell was going to be the head coach until the night before or the morning of so um you know he he likes to play things close I will say that Dave Haxtell when he was interviewed um by the media when he was introduced a couple of weeks ago the number one thing that he mentioned was that he wants to to field a fast team he wants to ice a fast team and you know not necessarily speed in in, in terms of guys who have to be able to skate up and down the ice in 10 seconds. I think he's more so he wants to control the pace of the game. He wants to play a fast style of game. He wants to, you know, get on pucks early, get on pucks often. He wants to control the time, make teams play crack in hockey. So that's the kind of game that Dave Haxtell wants to play. From a GM standpoint, the one word that we've always heard about with Ron Francis has been character. He is a 
firm believer in leaders, in character, getting guys who are going to be uh, contributing on the ice as well as in the locker room. It wouldn't surprise me that as we go through this expansion draft process and even in the entry draft process, free agency as well, it wouldn't surprise me to see players who have worn letters, either captains or alternates or assistants, at some point either in their NHL career, their college career, other stops in their pro career, junior career, whatever, they really believe in character. They want guys who are going to be representative uh, of this organization off the ice in the community, but they also want guys who can lead by example within the locker room. We know we're probably going to have a young team. We know that we're going to have maybe an inexperienced team. So getting guys who can who can field that character trait, I, I think, is really important to this hockey op staff. Well, I'll tell you whatever, I appreciate the, the, the visit. We're going to be watching the expansion draft very closely. And uh, thanks for your time, man. Have, have fun. Enjoy this last uh, summer before you get going for real. I was getting ready to say, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Seattle Kraken are in first place. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Let's get this going. Yeah, for now. <laughs> thanks, Robert. For have now. a great day. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, All right. Guys. Checking in from Seattle, the radio voice of the Kraken. Everett Fitzhugh. When we come back, Sportsnet's Arash Madani. You all want to hear from Arash on the CFL-XFL breakup. We've got breaking news from the National Lacrosse League, and it's big. We'll get to that. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the great state of Washington, where it's carried on TDS cable, Oregon too. We're live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. We're back. How are you now? Sportsnet's Arash Madani coming up. Um, and <laughs> from our viewers, Mike Blackbird in Toronto says he's the CFL Antichrist. Mandy in Edmonton says challenge him to say something positive. Arash and I are positive that the XFL-CFL talks were a waste of time. How about that? Breaking news before I get into the sports update. The National Lacrosse League today announced an historic partnership with TSN to bring games to Canadians across broadcast and live streaming platforms for the first time since 2016. The multi-year media rights partnership between the NLL and TSN includes exclusive rights to the regular season NLL Game of the Week, as well as comprehensive playoff action, including the NLL Championship Series. Schedule details and additional content information will be announced in the coming months. The 2021-22 NLL season begins the weekend of December 3rd with 14 teams, five of which are based in Canada. Let's see. Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Toronto, and Halifax. We're big NLL fans here. Is Arash ready yet? Oh, connection issues with Arash Madash. And here's the, here's the hilarious thing. They're all just sitting on the edge of their seats, waiting to see what Arash has to say about the CFL and the XFL breaking up. Michael Alley in Los Angeles says, not a waste of time. 
Maybe they were building their foundation. From Jeff in Calgary, I'm thinking Arash's CFL sources are more on the level of Gator the Gopher than management slash ownership. Don't discount what Gainer knows or Ralph the dog. What's with Calgary and dogs, by the way? Isn't the Flames mascot Harvey the Hound? The one that Mac T ripped his tongue out? And then that's Ralph the dog for the stamps? Why wouldn't you have a horse? As we await a rash, let me get into this uh, sports update. The Tampa Bay Lightning won their second straight Stanley Cup title, defeating the Montreal Canadiens 1-0 last night to give a region becoming known as Champa Bay its third professional sports title in less than a year. After today, we will take down the Habs flag. It just looks so darn good on here. I gotta, I gotta say, the latest celebration comes just five months after the Super Bowl winning Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs for their first NFL championship in 18 years. Vladdy Guerrero had three hits and drove in two runs to increase his major league leading RBI total to 73. Bo the Flow Bichette homered and the Blue Jays breezed past the Baltimore Orioles 10-2 at Camden Yards. Vladdy hit RBI singles in the first and fourth innings to help Toronto build a 6-0 lead. Bichette drove in three runs and had three hits, including a two-run drive to the left field seats that made it 9-1 in the sixth. Tampa Bay Rays completed a doubleheader sweep by tossing a combined no-no that won't count. Five pitchers worked on the seven-inning jam with Pete Fairbanks recording the final out in a 4-0 seven-inning victory over Cleveland. However, MLB only recognizes no-hitters that go at least nine innings. Washington outfielder Juan Soto and Texas slugger Joey Gallo are in the All-Star Home Run Derby. Their additions complete the eight-player field for Monday night's event at Coors Field in Denver. They join Angels pitcher D.H. Shohei Otani, Mets first baseman Pete Alonso, Kansas City catcher Salvador Perez, Oakland first baseman Matt Olson, Baltimore first baseman Trey Mancini, and Colorado shortstop Trevor Story in the Derby. And uh, soccer, Jefferson Soteldo and Kamar Lawrence scored their first goals for Toronto FC helping the slumping MLS side snap a six-game losing streak with a hard-fought 3-2 road win over the host New England Revolution. Assistant coach Javier Perez was in charge for Toronto, who fired coach Chris Armas in the wake of Saturday's 7-1 loss at D.C. United. What's up, Clark? Let's go to a break. Okay. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Are we eligible to go to a break now, the Game Plus guys now? Okay, and then we'll have a rash ready to go. And a lot of great comments coming in here on mascots, which is actually one of my favorite things. My guilty pleasure is mascot talk. So we'll get into all of that. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of a rash. And as I said, you're all just on pins and needles for his thoughts on the CFL-XFL breakup. How did we get into the mascot talk? I don't, I don't remember. 
But they were talking about Quick Six, the Calgary uh, horse that goes around the field, and the lovely gal that rides it. Somebody said that's their mascot. That's not a mascot. That's a gimmick. And people are writing in with their best mascots. Todd Pinkney, one of our P1, says, Gritty! The Philly mascot. I'm kind of uh, a fan of the San Diego chicken. Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, uh, The Argo Bounce. Whatever that is. Let's uh, bring in a rash. Maybe he recalls the Argo Bounce. As, let's start with the CFL. What is that? Was there a mascot named Argo Bounce, Arash? I don't know. I remember working for... Uh Lonnie Gleiberman and uh, Ruffy was the Renegades mascot, and they kidnapped Ruffy. Uh, that was Lonnie's big marketing idea. He thought that was going to bring some people to the generate some interest. So, the Philly Fanatics the best mascot in sports, isn't it? Ruffy? Yeah, Philly Fanatics very good. You lost me at Lonnie Gleiberman. He is a beautiful Your boy. Beautiful. Your boy. <laughs> he is my boy. Okay, CFL, XFL have broken up. Your thoughts? Rod, can you answer me a question? I'll try. What has the CFL accomplished in the last 11 months in terms of moving its business model forward besides cutting costs at every turn? What as have they as... done to generate what have they done to generate new revenue streams? I'm realizing this is a rhetorical question, so you continue. No, no, but that's my question. Because Randy Ambrosi, last summer when they canceled the season, said this is going to be a valuable opportunity for us to go generate new revenue and increase our and, and help our business model. So what have they done? They have cut costs at every turn. They have slashed staff at every turn. They have come up with a hotel deal with the with the Westons to streamline travel costs. They have reduced the number of globals on a roster. Remember, look, what have Randy's two big projects been? One, CFL 2.0, which is the global program. And two is this XFL merger. A merger that the league, through its mouthpieces, wanted everyone to know and think that if you do not go forward this merger, that the league will not financially survive. And now suddenly that blew up and, they, and suddenly the governors have realized, oh, wait a minute, we can? <laughs> so which, which is it going to be? What have you accomplished other than wasting time and the fact that the edmonton elks football organization came out and said we are pleased that was the word they use roddy pleased that this song and dance that this charade these are my words not theirs is now over that's all this has been a complete colossal waste of time energy and resources yes uh I completely agree, and there are people wagging their finger at me saying, oh, you said this was going to happen with the XL and that XFL, and I'm like, don't come at me. How am I supposed to predict what the CFL is going to do when they don't know what they're going to do? Correct? Like, I just, but they're going to play games this year, and I think that what you're seeing from the fans, and you're probably hearing it too, is all is good because we're playing. And I guess my question to you, because it came from a viewer yesterday, was there was a merger, now there's not. They seem down the road. What changed other than you said the governors realized they're not going to fold if this doesn't happen? How, what made them come to that conclusion or realization? 
Well, the CFL had no leverage in anything. It was The XFL was running the conversation here in terms of, we're going to do it our way, and you guys are either going to be on board or you're not. I mean, that's the bottom line in all of this. What, what did the CFL have to really you know, offer other than just nine franchises for a U.S. broadcast deal? And they were going to have the baby go out with the bathwater if they were going to move forward with this. Look, I'm told that it's not just Edmonton that's relieved about this. I'm told there are multiple teams that are are happy that the charade is now over. This was just desperation to try something because this is the problem, Rod. It's one thing if you went down this road, but that you diversified your portfolio and had a number of other initiatives beyond just single game wagering that's going to help your business model. I'm still trying to find out what new revenue streams they have come up with. Roddy, what what is CFL 2.0? What is the global program done for the CFL other than provided punters? The fact that they've reduced the number of global players on the roster is telling, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he talked to the coaches. The guys can't play. Oh, yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They can't play. And, And here's, look, it's great they're playing. It's important they're playing. They had to play. That's very important. And they're going to go through with the season. But I mean, look, how far ahead is the CFL having they had a full year to start really looking ahead? So after come December, where is the league? Be, besides the Grey Cup fan base fiasco, what else have they done? They're right back at square one here, Rod. They didn't use this time other than to get a hotel deal and to cut costs at every turn. Uh, by the way, from Nugsy, and we got about 90 seconds, just so you know. Nugsy says, coming back after a pandemic might be a decent revenue stream. May I? But for how long? And what kind of marketing campaign is that? A rat? Like, yeah, they, there will be a boost, I, I think, uh, from ticket sales here. Yeah, but for how think. long? But for how long? And how much new revenue is there going to be, Roddy? Because the people who had purchased season tickets back at the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 and said, yeah, yeah, you guys keep our money, those people coming to the stadium aren't providing new revenues for your club. So, yes, you will sell single-game tickets, you will sell new season tickets, but how much new revenue actually is there? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we got 50 seconds. The Blue Jays, are they a contender or not? They need to add three pitchers, one starter, two more relievers to become a contender. I've been told, Roddy, by multiple people in the organization that Craig Kimbrell is on the radar. The Cubs, going into last night, had lost 11 in a row. Kimbrell is a World Series closer. He's under team control for two years, this season and next. He's somebody they'd have to give up a lot for. I'm not saying it's going to happen. What I'm telling you is... Internal conversations are happening with Kimbrel. They tell me we're out of time. Arlen Bruce says, Arash Madani, when I met you, you were shy and quiet. Now you're like a CFL politician. I'll leave you with that. See you in hour two, everybody. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.